Hey, Marie, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I am uh, doing good, obsessed with threads still. So I'm still posting away over there. Mm-hmm. A week <laughs> yeah, later. A week later, still it's still going strong for me. Yeah. How about you? I am still going. I am probably not as active as you on threads, <laughs> but I like it. I just am, I'm in a weird spot where I'm confused. What do I want to use it for? Like, because I've already got Twitter as a platform for sort of building public and a lot of the, you know, the the dev stuff and progress on Llama Life. But Threads seems to be a slightly different audience, which makes sense because they're mostly an Instagram audience coming over. Right. So I'm kind of in between two worlds. Like I've got half my followers are, and, and the people I'm following are ADHD related. And then half are kind of just uh, more like dev related and indie hacker related. But that makes it really hard because even though there might be some crossover, like it could be a completely different audience. So I'm kind mm. of stuck in that. What do I use this for? But I like it in general. Yeah, it's interesting kind of seeing, you know, because we briefly mentioned it last week and now it's it's a week later. It's starting to form a little bit of kind of more natural patterns. Mm-hmm. Like I've noticed, like, especially the first couple of days, like somebody would like share like something that's pretty standard on Twitter, like or Instagram, like, hey, here's some like marketing tips or something. Oh, and there's a lot of well, a lot of people would jump on and be like, no, we don't want that here. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. That sort of thing of like, which is similar. You you saw similar things in like Blue Sky and uh, I don't know, some of the other ones. And I think that that has already started to erode because it's just like that sort of stuff's going to happen. Like Mm -hmm. I heard somebody else say like marketers ruin everything. And it's (laughs) like it's just going to happen because people do want that sort of those sort of tips. Like people are drawn to that. Even when Mm -hmm. like you say you don't want it, then there's going to be like enough people that do that it kind of takes over. But I feel like they've done a good job optimizing kind of whatever they're doing with the algorithm, which mm. I know, I think today or yesterday, oh, I can't remember his name, Masseri or something like that, who's like the lead. Oh, Adam Masseri? Yeah, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. And he had he had talked about the fact that the algorithm is sort of like continuing to be tweaked even without updates. So it's like you don't need an iOS update to the app for the timeline to be tweaked. And so I think they're sort of like refining that. And I've felt that too. So I haven't seen much of the like rando celebrities that a lot of people were seeing, especially early on. Like that seemed to be toned down a lot. And I think they did that so that anyone that started would have content. And now a lot of people that you have like people you're following, that is sort of starting to go away. I think that makes sense. I mean, that's natural because you're going on there for content. And if you don't follow anyone or you're just getting started, like you have to have something to see. Right. And I think you made a post about this saying, a friend of ours, Ian, who's actually the one editing this podcast. Hi, Ian. He was saying <laughs> that he's on threads, but he was getting just like a lot of random content. And then I think you posted back saying that's because you're probably not following enough people. And when it runs out of people to show you from your followers, then it's going to show you random stuff because you can't show you nothing. Right. Like you don't right. want a blank feed or you don't want. Yeah. You know, I do think it was, especially early on, it was really aggressive. It seemed like there was like two, like this probably isn't how it worked, but what it felt like to me is it felt like there was like two types of timeline that it would show, or some people are calling it a thread line, but it was like like the line that was like mostly people you followed and then like other posts that like people you followed were liking or responding to and stuff like that. So that's kind of like, sort of like a pseudo follower feed, but a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And then it seemed like, if like the amount of content available went low enough, it would totally flip you over to a different timeline 
that was just celebs and like stuff like that. And it felt like it was this like hard swing from one to the other. I agree. That yeah. seemed to go away in, in my experience. Like I still do see occasionally like some of those posts will show up, but it doesn't feel like, oh, my whole timeline switched to the celeb timeline. It just felt more like they're kind of being interspersed. Yeah, I agree. I, I felt that as well. It was a hard swing. Suddenly it's all random. I'm like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And I don't see anyone that I'm that's I'm following. And then suddenly it was back. Right, right. Maybe they figured out like that's the best way to do it. I mean, I'm sure they don't do it for no reason. I'm sure they've kind of thought it through a bit. Like this is probably what works, but mm-hmm. to kind of get that momentum up, and they have done a good job with the momentum for sure. Yeah. Did you, did you mention it earlier? Like oh yeah, we didn't even got- say. So they hit yeah, they yeah. hit a hundred million on I think Monday, like late late Sunday night. I think it was like right before midnight. They hit a hundred million in you know in the U.S. Yeah, um, yeah. I was obsessively watching it, kind of like refreshing and checking the numbers to see. And it was like eleven fifty-seven. You know, I'm on the West Coast, so eleven fifty-seven p.m. is mm-hmm. like when that when I saw the first user that had a hundred million. So, yeah, which is yeah. you know fastest ever. And obviously, they have the advantage of having like it's really easy because they have a big user base in Instagram, and all you have to do is download this new app and you can sign in. So it's not like true new users in mm-hmm. a way, but still a hundred million, like that's a ton of people to get to download this new app and sign in. Yeah, so the momentum yeah. has definitely been pretty crazy. Yeah. So interestingly though, I think we checked and it's now, that was on Monday, right? hundred million on Monday. Mm-hmm. And now it's Thursday, your time. And it's 110. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's slowed down a little bit, which is natural. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be really interesting to see in another week, like where it's Yeah, at. yeah. And it it had started to slow down before 100 million too. Like it hit 50 million really fast. Really fast. And it yeah, took a lot yeah. longer. It kind of like slowed down, but still, like still you know, good. it's the, you know the 10 million. It still got in a few days, and so it's like it's on a pretty steady path. It feels like to keep growing. Um, and also, uh, did you say it was Adam Masseri? I can't remember mm-hmm. his name. Adam Masseri, mm-hmm. uh, he did a post that like kind of outlined some of the things they're focusing on next, which was like a, pretty encouraging, I think, because they talked about that there will be a follower-only feed. He didn't actually say chronological, now that I'm thinking about it. Hopefully that is an option. Oh, no, but he did say somewhere else that there is an option for chronological on Facebook, and so they would bring that across. Okay, cool. Because that's that that's definitely what I want. I know a lot of people like on Twitter, they think the For You page is decent enough, but I hate the For You page on oh my Twitter. Gosh, I can't stand <laughs> the For You page. Oh, it's the worst. I would hide it if I could. Because the content it gives me, I don't know, it's like they they it's they're doing the same thing. They're trying to inject like this random content. Mm-hmm. But I don't want that random content. I just want my content. Like my, I want to see. Especially yeah. on Twitter because it's all like the high engagement content, which usually means controversial starting fights yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. Oh, it's the worst. Remember I mentioned I saw someone getting like shot. Yeah, that's um, terrible. And, and I don't know if it was real or not, but I still saw it. Like it hit my eyeballs. And I'm like, why am I seeing this? I don't want to see this. And, you know, obviously they're trying to get a reaction. So that was right. an immediate block, mute, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the for you is horrible. Hopefully that chronological follower only timeline does come. And then you yeah. talked about also being able to like edit your posts, like that's coming editing. And we said hashtags eventually, post search, like I don't really care about hashtags, but search, mm-hmm. I keep finding myself 
switching back to Twitter because I need to fit, find something yes, or exactly. like sometimes I'll open up threads and it'll like refresh and I'll lose like, Oh, I wanted to read that thing. And that happens on Twitter sometimes too. And then what I do is I go and search real quick. Cause I remember like part of the words that it said or something like that. I was like, what was that post that said this? And then I can search and find it. But with threads, there's no search. And so it's just like, well, that's gone forever. <laughs> I've had exactly the same experience when I saw something and maybe I flicked away and then I came back and it was gone. And the only way I can find it again in the small chance that I can find it again is I remember that person's name and then I have yeah. to go and look for their user profile and then I have to go look at their replies. And then I'm like, oh yeah, there's that comment I was looking for. Right. I would say, you know, nine out of 10 times, like it's gone. I'm like, um, <laughs> it was so fleeting. I didn't, didn't even, I don't know who said it. And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. well, that's a shame. That's another thing that's nice if you have a chronological follower timeline, because mm -hmm. then you can, because I remember years ago when I would like open Twitter and I would check it and I'm like, oh, it hasn't refreshed yet. And I'd start reading something that was like six hours ago and then it refreshed and I would lose it. But I knew like, well, that happened six hours ago. So that was back before, like there wasn't, you know, I'm, it's probably like 10 years ago or something. So there's a lot less tweets. I could scroll back and be like, where scroll back to get to six hours ago, whenever that tweet was. And so hopefully I'm really hoping for the chronological timeline to come because that'll solve a lot of those problems and post search will be really nice. So there's some other stuff they mentioned too that they're working on, but those are, I think some of the top ones that are, that are important to me. So you know how on someone's profile in the top right, there's a button that links to Instagram. Are you doing any cross posts to Instagram, like specifically like stories? Yeah. So I'm kind of experimenting with it a little bit as a lot of people are trying to figure it out. Um, I don't love the, the background that it automatically yeah. does. It's like this weird, horrible, like it says threads. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. awful. I really, yeah. really don't like it. <laughs> uh, so I saw on your Instagram stories uh -huh. that you'd reposted something from threads, but you didn't have the background. And I was trying to figure out how did you do that? How do you do that? Because it, it says from threads. Right. But you yeah, had a plain so that's, background. That's my experimenting. So okay, there's okay. like this, it's a little bit in the weeds, but we'll go ahead and we'll, yeah, I'll cover it real quick. So I've been kind of trying stuff out. Like, what do I, how do I want to use this? Is threads going to replace Twitter for me or not? I don't know. It is nice that I can auto share two stories and the feed and Instagram. Because what I've done in the past is like I tweet stuff then I screenshot it. Then I'll use like XSnapper to like add the little background to it. And then I'll put that into, I'll post that in Instagram. That's kind of what I did before. Are you laughing? Because I pronounced it XSnapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, <laughs> it's probably so pronounced is, Snapper, but it's, it's the Snapper, X. But it's got the X at the beginning. <laughs> I can't help it. It's, I know it's you, Snapper. It's just Snapper. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just Snapper, but yeah. Yeah, but I know I, what it's you're spelled about, with yeah. an X at the beginning. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so that's what I did before. And so with this, I'm like, well, hey, if threat, I'm like, who knows how long Twitter will still be around. And while it's still around, I'll probably still post there. But I'm like thinking like, hey, if threads does become more dominant, will that be the place I post first? And then it's really easy to share with Instagram. So I'm running into some issues. One is that default background is horrible for with stories, you can replace it. So what you do, you have the post up on threads or the, th mm -hmm. the thread, the post, whatever you call it. You hit the little, you know, paper airplane share icon. You say add to story, brings you over to Instagram, and then it has it like kind of there, ready to go for a story. Then if you, <laughs> if you go into like the tools, there's a tool for like painting for like drawing on your story. If you tap that, pick a color, 
then you can press and hold on the background and oh. it'll change the background to that solid color. Who's going to know this? How do you- oh, I know. It's some random, I don't even remember where I heard it. It was like a year ago, somebody, I saw someone and I was like, oh, finally I can change that. Because I went in and I was playing with all the tools, trying mm-hmm. to figure out, because I saw it, I'm like, how did he do this? Because it must. <laughs> you must be able to, like you've done it. And so I was in the tools. I didn't think to press and hold. Who would? It's such a random... Yeah. I've never seen that interaction before of taking like a drawing tool, pressing and holding on something to make it like a fill. Yeah, but that's that's how you do it. There you go. There you go. If if you've ever tried, if you ever wanted to know how to change the background, now you know. Press and hold. Yeah. One one other thing too that I've run into, which is a little worrisome because that this kind of limits my ability to do it. I did a post today. I was like, oh, this is a really good one. I want to share this, not just to my stories. I want to put it in the feed, like as like a, you know, a square normal Instagram post. Mm -hmm. But when I shared it and it did that, it actually cut off the end of my threads. Like it was too long. I was like, I mean, it was like seven lines long or something. And it just cuts off the end. I think it gives you like the ellipses or whatever. Oh, yep, yep. But I was like, oh, well, that's not going to work. I need the whole post to be visible or I can't use this anymore. That was a bummer. Hopefully that's something that they'll change, but who knows? I think overall, like really good start for them and they still have momentum. We're sort of nitpicking at the moment, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I think my biggest challenge is figuring out the audience. Like what, like, do I even want like another platform because I'm already on so many and which is going to be my main platform. So you kind of hinted at this, like, am I posting to here first and then resharing everywhere else? Like, which is my main platform? platform because even though it's just resharing like it still takes a bit of time to do it all across everything and whatever formatted etc so I think deep down like I want it to be my main platform but I I find it hard to go away from Twitter because I still have more friends over there and I know more Mm -hmm. people there and I still get more engagement with my posts on Twitter but maybe that's a short-term view. Like maybe long-term, it's it's going to be threads. I'm yeah, that's that sure. thing that's it's so hard to know. Like I, I I think it's probably obvious to any listener that I'm like not super thrilled about where Twitter has been, and I don't know how long it's going to be around. But obviously, I could be like way wrong. Like I thought like Blue Sky was going to be the thing, and now I think like I don't know. They'll limp along, mm-hmm. and maybe they'll be useful in years for something else. But they're not going to be the thing now. Like clearly, yeah. it's. Thread, it's it's threads. it's a race of threads and Twitter. Versus like they're the Twitter. ones mm-hmm. that can Twitter turn around and you know hang on to their crown for this sort of tech space, social media, or is Threads gonna eat their lunch? And right now, t- for my view, it feels like Threads is gonna eat their lunch. Um, yeah. Like you said, like I still you know I have, I have way more followers on Twitter, even though I have the followers from Instagram that came to Threads, like. I still, I think I have like 10% of what I have on Twitter, mm-hmm. yeah, which is yeah. still like way, you know, like what I have on Blue Sky is like 10% of what I have on Threads. So it's like definitely mm-hmm. quickly become like my the significant like next step. But Twitter, I have way more followers. And so because of that, the engagement and stuff like that is just going to be higher for now. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how, yeah, how all this plays out. I post to Threads, but I've also been doing more stories on mm. Instagram. And we never really did that before. So it's it's built in public, but stories. Yeah. And I kind of like it. I can it. see that, yeah. Yeah, it, because it doesn't take me long either because I always just do it in one take. And I'm mm. just like, hey, guys, like here's what we're doing. It, it's very much, it's low production value. It's just like, but it's hopefully interesting content. But we're kind of just recording 
whatever. Nee went to like post some swag the other day. So she's like taking pictures of the swag going like, this is what we packed. <laughs> and it's kind of, I, I think it's kind of interesting because you just don't get that level of detail, I think, in a tweet. You can visually see something and someone can explain it and you can feel the excitement or the energy, the emotion behind it, whereas sometimes that gets missed in text. Right. And I don't know. I guess we'll just, we're going to experiment with more Instagram content, which is built in public. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, that's that, that's something I am hoping to start doing again, like especially when my book comes out, which is hopefully soon in the next like few months, because I know that like, that on Instagram in particular, you can get a lot more engagement with that sort of stuff. Like that's just the kind of content they're pushing. And so that's something, and I did that before when I was doing TikTok, uh, I guess it's been a couple of years now, but that's probably something I'll end up leaning into a little bit more when I'm trying to like help get the word out about the book and stuff like that. But yeah, so exciting things. We talked about that way longer than I thought. I know you had some <laughs> exciting stuff happening with Stripe lately. So maybe we could talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like... I'm super tired. And I think I said this last week, I was super tired as well. But things have been really picking up for Llama Life in, in good ways and bad ways as well. So the bad thing that happened this week, so two nights in a row, I went to bed at 2 a.m. because we got targeted by card testers. So a card tester is someone or some group of people who have stolen a bunch of credit cards and they need to test these cards to see if they're working you know, because usually if your card gets stolen, you would call the bank and you'd go, my card got stolen, please put a hold on it, give me a new card. In which case, that card is useless, right? But I guess a lot of people don't realize their card has been stolen. So there's a small window of opportunity. Yeah. And these card testers are basically, they've been using Llama Life to test which cards are active and which aren't. Like if it's active, they're going to go to another site straight away and make a larger purchase. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of annoying because they're using our website to do these tests. And the reason why that's frustrating and also potentially like catastrophic for a business is because when we process a payment, so if these payments go through, when we process them, we get charged a fee. If we refund them and we've been refunding everything, you know, there's a fee associated with that because mm -hmm. it's processing and if a customer like if we don't detect it and a customer says hey this is fraud this payment is not you know i'm going to dispute that payment then there's a, a dispute fee as well which is quite high and if mm -hmm. you get you know hundreds of these it's pretty costly what happened was it was about 10 o'clock at night and my phone starts going off like getting heaps of notifications from stripe so we use Stripe to process all, all the payments. And usually Normally that's if, always a good thing, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so usually if I get notifications from Stripe, it's a great thing. And and I was like, oh, someone must have posted a TikTok or something, which has mm -hmm. caused this like sudden influx of payments. But then I looked more closely and I'm like, wait, these aren't payments. They're failed payments. Mm. And I'm like, oh, something's going on here. And in the midst of the failed payments, there were also payments going through, hmm. which weren't real, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And then I started looking into this and the payments were really weird. So I could see that someone had just signed up to Llama Life. One minute later, they bought a monthly plan. And, and why would you do that? Because we have a seven day free trial. 
So mm. why wouldn't you use the seven-day free trial and then buy a monthly plan so you effectively get one month and seven days of the product? Right. Signed up, one minute later, bought a monthly plan. Makes no sense. And I'm like, oh, that's weird, that's weird. And so then I started looking into it more and then I'm like, wait, these usernames are all like, I mean, they could have been more creative with their username, but they call themselves virus. So we kept seeing like all these different emails, which seemed like legit emails because they were going mm -hmm. through, like we were sending a welcome email to them. We weren't getting a bounce back on the welcome email. So all these random emails, but the username was virus, two names, virus and pixel. And we're like, well, obviously virus is something dodgy. Who's going to call themselves virus? <laughs> right. And then I'm seeing like virus, this guy or girl, like they're testing like 10 cards. So they're putting through all these cards, failed, 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 and then suddenly one goes through. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I put this on Twitter, and the Twitter audience and community were just fantastic. Like I got all these suggestions. This is, you know, by now it's like almost midnight my time or, or 11 o'clock at night, and I got heaps of suggestions, and I managed to like nip it in the bud pretty quick. And Stripe mm. also saw my tweet. Kudos to Stripe. Like they were very quick as well, and nice. they said like here's what you need to do. And they also looked into it with me, sent me a spreadsheet and said, hey, we think all of these ones are fraudulent. So what we would recommend oh, wow. is to, yeah, yeah. They made it really easy for me. Yeah, they they literally go, here's all the ones we think are fraudulent. Here's a link. So you just click the link to go into the Stripe dashboard to go directly to that payment. They made it super mm, easy. And they so said, cool. we would recommend you refund all of these like ASAP. Mm -hmm. because if you get a dispute, it'll cost more. And they actually covered some of the fees as well. That's very cool. It was really great. And, you know, I was up late dealing with it, but I have to say that like everyone in, in the Twitter community that responded, like, thank you. Like the suggestions were, were great. And then Stripe were also great. So I guess I couldn't have asked for anything more in terms of, you know, the help that we got, but it was pretty stressful mm -hmm. because it was so late as well. And I was really tired, you know, I was like, I need to go to bed. But, you know, obviously the adrenaline was going as well. And now it's like a challenge because we're still getting this, this person called Virus. We're still getting them, like, creating accounts. So I'm actually going to, after this, we're going to push another fix to prevent some of that with rate limits. Um, so now I'm like a DevOps. You're doing the Elon Musk thing. You're going to limit people's use. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, <laughs> no, it's only, kidding. like, you know, unreasonable use. If someone tries to put a payment through, you know, three times in three minutes or something, or I got to right. figure out the, the threshold will block them. Yeah. I heard this. There was another podcast that was referring to kind of the rate limits thing that Elon Musk did with Twitter and talking about how like these sort of limits exist everywhere, but they're all to like a level that nobody's going to see that no normal human is going to see. And yeah. so like, which is why like the, whatever it was like 600 tweets is so dumb. Cause it's like, that's something that easily people are going to run into, like viewing 600 tweets, where normally what those things are is like, oh, on YouTube, you can't make like 20 comments in 30 seconds. Like those limits are there to prevent like people from like spamming and stuff like that. Yeah, and so it makes sense. Stuff. Yeah, bots and stuff like that. And so it makes sense that you, yeah, setting up some way that so that somebody can't make like 50 payments, like because that isn't, doesn't make any sense for a human yeah, yeah. to do. Yeah, so we're using it in a positive way, whereas the Twitter thing seemed very, very limiting. In no sense. I don't know why they didn't, you know, whatever. <laughs> Do you see At there's, point, I mean, I'm not like, to go way into it, but there's like all the different theories. Like some people theorize that it was because they weren't paying their, I think, Google Cloud 
you because it was like it happened on July 1st, which was like when that renewed. I think that might somebody might have like debunked that somewhat, but that was like one of the theories going around. And I don't know who knows what a what a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a mess. But anyway, that was my yeah. Anyway, that was my exciting thing for the week. What about you? This week, I I'll just kind of briefly talk about I. So I'm working on the book. I haven't gotten it back from my editor yet, but I've been talking with some people. I'm doing kind of the try to find people that will write a recommendation so that I can have like, you know, they, a lot of times they call them like a blurb, just like a quote to kind of put on the cover and maybe some to put on the back cover. And then if I have enough of them, then you also like a lot of times a book will have like on the first couple of pages, it'll say like early praise for this book or something like that. And so I'm kind of doing that, like reaching out to people to see who I can get to, you know, write, write a little blurb like that. Hopefully that'll be a you know, someone will see it and it'll be a good blurb, a good recommendation. But also like the biggest thing that people look at those is just the name of the person. And so there's kind of this like, how can I find the people where if somebody else sees it, that is an audience for my book, they see that name and be like, oh, this person recommends it. That makes me want to get the book. So I've been like kind of trying to pull out favors from different walks of life. Like I, there's a couple of reaches that I'm like, this person is probably not going to recommend my book, but I have some sort of connection with them. So I'm going to go ahead and reach out and see how it goes. And there's also this weird sort of thing where it's like, not everyone's going to have time to read my whole book, but I, but they can still endorse the book. And how can you do that? And so what happens a lot of times, well, people will do like an endorsement for the author instead of the book because they haven't actually read the book. So they'll just say something you know, if someone was to say something nice about me, they might say like, Jesse's one of the leading voices in ADHD today or something like that. Like, I can't wait to see the next thing or, you know, see something that Jesse writes about blah, blah, blah. That way it's not like specifically, I don't know, it's this whole world I'm trying to figure out of like how to get a good recommendation for oh, a book. That's great. So so what I love is like, you, you, you're you not afraid to like try different things. And also you're not afraid to like reach a little bit higher than where you think <laughs> you might get a response because you never right. know. Right. That's, it's the whole, like, you know, you miss all those shots. You don't, you, you don't, don't take, you don't take Wayne Gretzky, yeah, yeah. Michael Scott. Yeah. <laughs> but, but also, I mean, there's so many parallels to what you just said with any, any product. It doesn't have to be book, like even a SaaS product, like you want the social proof. It's just right. social proof and it's testimonials. And I like the way that you're sort of strategically thinking about it too. Like you're saying, I want social proof for my book, like a testimonial on the book. But if, but there's also value in getting some social proof just for yourself, like some cred, credibility for yourself if someone can't endorse the book because they haven't read it. Like I've not right. thought about it that way before that someone saying Marie built this product and like, I don't know, is like a, you know, great at design or dev or whatever, like something that's a bit separate to the product. Right. But it's still I mean, endorsing it's you as the maker or the, in your case, the author. It's kind of like when you do like guest appearances on podcasts, like a lot of the time, like the reason they're going to check out your product is because they hear you and they're like, oh, wow, like she really thinks the way that I think or something like that. And so they kind of connect with that. And so then they want to check out the product that you happen to make also. So it's kind of similar in that way. Yeah. I just had it the other day, actually, I was, I was talking with someone for about an hour and they hadn't tried Llama Life yet. But after we spoke, they're like, your story is really interesting and now I just want to check it out because of that. Right, yeah. And it's like, oh, you just, I think we underestimate the power of like the journey or the story on how you got there. People like yeah. to hear a good story and 
it just makes everything more interesting. Like, yeah, this guy sounds interesting. He's written this book. He got, you know, here's how he got got to this point. And yeah, I'm just going to read it because of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like it. I like it. Now we're actually we're wrapping up right around the time we're supposed to wrap up, which is a change <laughs> after the uh, gear episodes. <laughs> so yeah, do you have any um, intentions uh, for this next week? Yeah, yeah, we've got, and I think I can actually see through on these intentions as well. So we are we're going to release a PWA, so a progressive web app, which is somewhere in between where we are now, which is just a just a web app, mm-hmm. and it's in between that and a mobile app. So progressive web app sort of looks like a mobile app and you can actually put an icon on your phone or desktop, wherever. You can live in the dock on your MacBook or Windows. I think it's a nice in-between because we're obviously, like we're working on the mobile app as we speak, but this is Mm -hmm. kind of a nice, like, you know, give people a little bit of what they want, which is going to be faster to do than the actual app. So we'll we'll launch that next week. And what else? Um, That's probably going to be the big thing for next week. We've got a few little updates coming with that. Just small stuff, like people wanted the timer in the tab bar, like in the browser to see it in the tab oh, bar. Oh, yeah. It's a really tiny one, but it's been requested quite a bit. So we'll push that out next week as well. What about you? I'm kind of in that this home stretch with the book, trying to finish up all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm working on the design. Hopefully, I think next week is when I'm supposed to get my edits back for my editor. And then it's going to be like, when when those get back, then it'll be like, okay, now it's really crunch time because I can't, like, now it's all on my shoulders to get from here to published. But I'm working on the the layout, trying to think of, like, how how I want the pages to look that are ADHD friendly. Mm-hmm. So there's books I've looked at before where it's just like, wow, this this one paragraph spans more than a single page. It's like, like I can't. I cannot read this. <laughs> and so like just thinking about like how like spacing and paragraphs and chap all, all that sort of stuff with the design. So I'm yep. just sort of cranking away on that and then following up with all the like getting all these the endorsements, however many I end up with and how those are going to fit on the page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all book on my brain these days. And then I am still working on kind of that side app we've talked about a couple times. Oh, so yeah. hopefully... I mean, I don't know for sure, but hopefully like August, I think we'll end up having like signups so we can get some beta users starting to use it and get some of that really helpful early early feedback. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I'll be doing. So awesome. Sounds great. All right. I'll uh, chat to you next week. Sounds good. See ya.